Hey, Courtney. What's up? You tend to deal with more of the production side of this podcast. Uh-huh. What kind of tools do you use? Well, I actually use a few things, but my favorite one I use is a really cool program called Anchor. Really? Yeah, it's by far the easiest way to create a podcast. They provide creation tools that allow you to record. You can also edit your podcast right from your computer or cell phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you push your podcast to different platforms? Dude, Anchor does it all for you. They distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. That's cool. Yeah. On top of us wrangling our kids, working full time, doing research, that does seem to cut down a lot of the time, huh? Oh, yeah. How come we didn't know about this sooner? Honestly, I really don't know. But one of the best parts about this is you don't have to have a minimum number of listeners or plays to monetize off your podcast. That's awesome. That helps us become one step closer to helping donate back to the victims and their families. Yeah, that's important. But how much does it cost to use Anchor? Well, are you ready for this? Yeah, bring it on. It's free dude dude that's awesome go download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started content warning this episode includes foul language and discussion of violence listener discretion is advised hello hey girl what you doing just about to record an episode Sweet dude, I'm so excited about this Vukovic episode. Like, you're not gonna. Oh, oh awesome! But but you're not gonna ask me about the the next episode. I mean, Jason Vukovic is really important, but yes, I'm so excited. Like, I can just can't freaking wait for the next episode. Like, I please give me a spoiler for the next episode i'm begging you please because that first episode was amazeballs okay did you did you tell me earlier that you thought jason Vukovic was hot oh man dude he is actually so fucking sexy dude i loved it and like the things he does for the kids it was amazing and dude i cannot wait for you to give me just a tiny bit of hint for the next episode. I'm begging you, baby. Please give me a hint. You just call me baby? Baby girl. My bestie. My bestie. Courtney, give me a hint. It's about the Baker Hotel. Oh, man. That one's going to be the bomb. I can't wait. Hey, hey, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, like, get off of here because I am about to record. Uh, how, How much have you been drinking? A lot. But I tell you what, it don't matter how much I'm drinking, I am always looking forward to this shit. Dude, you have made all my drinking days. Dude, I sit here at night on the weekends and just look forward to listening to that shit. I'm telling you, like, I sit here at night, I'm just like, being bored watching, it's like in between the seasons of the good shows, it's like, man... I ain't got nothing to fucking watch. It's like, you know what? I got something to listen to. It's Courtney and Amanda's fucking podcast. Yes. Yeah. Nefarious. Not yes, ma'am. Oakley dokely. Well, I guess we're going to have so to. So excited not- for that shit. I, I didn't expect it to be as amazing as it is. And it's like, dude. Okay. Like, I just wait for it. I can't well, help it. Don't worry, Casey. I did not record this phone call. And it will not go on this episode that I'm about to record. But I hope it did. <laughs> At least some of it. 
Okay. Oh, the words I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm trying so I really do love your book. Amanda, Courtney, what's been up? You know, nothing. Just parenting. You said you had no kids. I have no kids. This whole week I have no kids. Well, until Thursday. Not the whole week. Well, hey, you know what? I (laughs) am very envious of you. I mean, I love my daughter, but she's being kind of an asshole. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She is... uh, Last episode, I called her a dick, and I decided that I was going to scrap that. And, you know, (laughs) there's really not much of a difference, but she's... I don't mind the word. I just can't say it. (laughs) I want to make this very clear. I love my daughter so much, so very much, but she is three and a half. And as Amanda and I were discussing in private without being recorded earlier, um, three is the worst age. And she likes to kind of chew me out whenever I give her an Oreo cookie and she decides to put milk on it. It's as if, you know, I committed some kind of mortal sin. Um, another thing was, you know, it's, it's not even that she hurts. It's that bunny hurts. You know, bunny is her little, her wubby, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you've yeah. seen, you've seen bunny. That thing is. Beat oh, yeah. Up. <laughs> <sighs> that thing is so beat Are we still up. Still on the original? You never found another one? No, fucking Walmart. You know what? What's really funny is I went to Target the other day and there was like something big and round and pink. Yeah. And I could see like a carrot. And like, so I ran over there. I was like, oh my gosh, is this the bunny? (laughs) (laughs) It was a bunny and it was pink and it did have a carrot, but it wasn't the same thing. I think it was another one you already tried to get. Yeah, I've tried that. It didn't work. I actually sadly spent like 50 bucks um, having one made for her. And the lady that was going to make it for her, she was like, "That this buddy is going to look exactly like that one. And it did not look anything like that. She gave it two carrots. Oh, no. Yeah, she gave it two carrots. The um, And I don't want to be mean about it because she was really sweet, but it's just not buddy at all. And she just made it sound like it was going to be like this big, easy thing. And honestly, I probably could have made bunny look a lot more like bunny than she did. (laughs) Yeah, this has been kind of an uphill battle. We just decided to just go with beat up bunny and I'll just give it surgery every couple of days and put some patches on it. It's not really that big of a deal. I just don't want (laughs) to... I just don't want it to end up in a similar fate that whenever I had Wabbit, my mom and I were talking about Wabbit earlier, and I had Wabbit when I was Anna's age, and Wabbit was like this stuffed white little rabbit thing that went everywhere with me, and my mom said that she washed it and it died, and I was like, mom, no, it didn't, it didn't die. She's like, well, it was beat up and its neck was just like flopping over, And I was like, mom, it was just relaxed because it had a bath. It wasn't dead. It was asleep. So 
I've I've since been very salty. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's telling because like I think that bunnies and wabbits and things like that are just in our DNA. Um, you know, it's funny. I, you both like the rabbit. Yeah, it's it's weird. And she chose like the little Walmart rabbit of all things, this pillow, you know, <laughs> and I've even, you know, I've gone as far as to like contact Walmart customer service and ask to like go the manager above them and then above them. And I've tried to like go up the line just to get this freaking bunny. And then I even, I, I even, and I know you remember this because I posted about it, but um, I, um, used google lens to look up this bunny and i found the same bunny so i go to this website and i'm like and they're charging me like 25 dollars for this bunny right and i think normally this bunny was like maybe 11 bucks and then you get my husband's discount and so it was like maybe nine dollars so but i was like i didn't care i was like i just want this bunny for for anna and I was going to take it and i was going to swap them out and she would never know the difference right because it was the exact same thing (laughs) So I, I spend the money on this bunny, didn't hear anything back for like months. And turns out that this website is one of those like scam websites that try to just like oh, take, no. yeah. They just, <laughs> Scamming you over a stuffed bunny? <laughs> yeah. They were selling like, oh God, it was a, oh, it was one of those basic little like, you know those board books that that toddlers get like where it tells you the abcs or whatever that's like the thick cardboard pages they were selling one of those things for like 50 dollars, and i was like oh i see what they're doing so um there was that and um yeah so i ended up having to go through paypal to get my money back they weren't going to give me my money back um i got my money back through paypal and i won in the end but these people are still trying to go through my paypal and charge me for like a peloton I'm like, yeah, they're really trying to scam me. And I'm like, this has been almost a year now since this has happened. And there's still every now and then they they try. Anyway. I mean, I want a Peloton. I would love one, (laughs) but it's got to be shipped to my address and I've got to be able to afford it. I (laughs) don't want somebody to purchase a Peloton and then live vicariously through me with this Peloton in their own house with my money. So it's like that episode of friends where she gets her, Monica gets her identity stolen. Yeah. Well, these people aren't going to, they won't, they wouldn't want to steal my identity. I'm sorry, but I've got like a 400 credit score. Anyways, I wanted to go ahead and address some errors real quick that I made in the last episode. Um, so the first one is I am, I am, we love math, right? Math is a great subject. Do you like math? No, I don't either. But, um, (laughs) so I had, (laughs) I had said, um, that let me read what I wrote. I made an age gap mistake in the previous episode about the kinder kindergarten girl, um, saying that she was only five in 2016. I had basically misheard, um, what I was saying, um, so let me correct that. So I, in, in 2017, Demaris had said that in the past 10 years or so, he had been thinking about his crimes. So 10 years from 2017 is like 2007. And she would have been five in like 2007 if that were to happen then. So she would actually be about 16 to 18 now. So um, that was one of the mistakes I made. Um, another one, it was, it was a mistake. It was more of a 
I kind of put some words in Jason Vukovic's mouth. I did not mean to. I just wanted to get that out there. Um, but we were talking about how he had said on on the stand that um, he was he couldn't express this. I don't remember exactly how it was put. But you can imagine the shock whenever I was beating the crowd out of these, you know, men. Um, and I had said well-deserving idiots. And I just want to make this clear that he did not call them well-deserving idiots. But I sure as fuck did. So <laughs> there's that. I'm done. I don't have any other mistakes. Did you, did, you, did you pull any mistakes out of my ass when we were recording that you could think of? That I need to address? I don't think so. Okay, cool. And I've already listened to it, so. Also kind of wanted to give an update. So my husband's doing this new project. You ready for this? I am ready. Oh my God. It's going to go so viral. So get ready. Um, He has started a seven part docuseries on Facebook. Ooh. Yeah. Get ready. Just hold on to your britches. It's going to be crazy. It's um. So he, he has filmed... In complete cinematic detail, this June bug <laughs> getting mauled by not one, but three spiders. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I was, he decided that he was going to record this while I was asleep. I went to bed pretty early that night and he's like, you know, goes into the garage and takes part in whatever he does in there, like drinking or, you know, watching Minecraft videos for some reason. <clears throat> but he decided that <laughs> he had noted, yeah, he that dude loves him some Minecraft and he likes his Call of Duty and I'm just like, whatever. So, whatever. Yeah. So he um, films this docuseries on Facebook, probably a little tipsy. There is this June bug and it's getting like completely eaten alive by these spiders that started out with one and then it went to two and then somehow a third one came in. And then on the seventh part, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> Next day takes a video and he's like, well, there's the carcass. And I'm just sitting here like, babe, I saw, I saw your docuseries. And he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, you want to know how I felt about that? And he was like, well, how did you feel? And I was like, we have a gas can in our garage, so maybe we should just torch our house and leave. Or we could just <laughs> leave our house. The spiders can have everything here. We can start our life anew. And I'm not even kidding. No, I will I will show you this seven part docuseries if you're interested. Uh you I don't not, like bugs. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so that one I mean I'm, I I don't kill them. I really, I don't. I, I save them and I put them outside where they belong. Unless it's one of those big, you know, in Texas we get those like big water bugs. Yes, I will. I will have Nate kill those for me. Yeah, no, those are dead. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not catching that. Same. I can't <laughs> stand it. June bugs I can handle. It's weird because um, I got one in my hair once and I noticed that... Yeah, it was really weird. I had to like sit there and literally just grab it out of my hair very slowly because it was stuck. And it's weird. I, I wonder, it makes me wonder, like my scientific little brain is wondering if June bugs are like related in any way to stink bugs, being that stink bugs are kind of a beetle because June bugs do leave a little bit of a smell. 
So do that's, they? yeah, they do. It's it's not near as bad as a stink bug, but it's pretty bad. I wanted to kind of go over something real quick. First of all, um, since we're essentially a true crime and paranormal podcast or whatever, I wanted to ask you, so the, you know, the listeners can get to know you a bit. What um, true crime podcasts do you listen to? Ooh, I listen to uh, moms and murder i don't listen to just true crime though i'm pretty wide variety with my podcast my true my true crime ones are moms and murder and then i like crime junkie i just haven't listened to them a whole bunch and then i listen to like office ladies because i'm a huge office fam and i listen to fandom family chats of course same i do like that one <laughs> that one's a good one and I listen to Drama Queens. That is the One Tree Hill podcast that Hillary, Sophia, and Joy are doing, which were Brooke, Peyton, and Brooke, Peyton, and Haley. Okay. It's it's really, you know, they talk about a whole lot of, uh, they didn't agree to do with a lot of the stuff that they were made to do. Yeah. Like Sophia Bush, who plays Brooke on One Tree Hill, she said today, the one I was listening to today, was that she was kissing a co-star one time and they bit her to where like she had to like, she had to hit him and push him off. What? Yeah. And it's, I mean, they're telling all this kind of stuff now and it's insane. And the, you know, they were sexually harassed yeah, a lot of the times. It's incredible. And I mean, like in the worst way, how these people just get away with that kind of shit bizarre Ugh. and these girls were only you know 19 20 21 at the time and they were this is one of their big first yeah. things they were doing they didn't know i mean just don't be gross you know i mean yeah Ugh. i oh. just so i'm liking that podcast right now because it's bringing out of a lot of truth of uh the bad things that happened in the hollywood industry I have to check that out then so i mean mainly they're talking about the show but you hear a lot of that inside too i got into one tree hill for a little bit back when i was uh god how old was i, I was like 21 so that was like 800 years ago but um <laughs> yeah i got into it for a minute and um that was that was kind of like a weird time in my life uh, well, i won't get into that right now should have been a true crime, but you know. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I um, let's see. I wanted what about to, you. Uh, so I started. I, I actually just got into podcasts not too long ago. Actually, back in October. Mm -hmm. I knew they were a thing. I just didn't realize how big of a thing. But part of the reason why I got into it was kind of by accident. I was at work. Not going to mention my job because you know I. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I was at work and it was really boring and I was like, man, I really need something to listen to. So I'd been listening to my music and then I was like, I wonder what this podcasting shit is all about. Like everybody's like all about this thing or whatever. So I, I look it up on Spotify and something pops up um, about true crime and I'm like, okay. So I started listening and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then um, a suggested one had come up called Morbid and I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool, you know? And then time came where I needed something else. So I got into something called crime and compulsion and i gotta shout them out because they do a great it's a husband and wife team and they do oh, a great wow. yeah they are hashtag goals man she's got her shit together though um so i got real big into them and um i've actually talked to her karen she's really sweet um and she's very knowledgeable in her cases and she's like i said hashtag goals so i started listening to that and then um i got into something that i will continuously like hound dog called true crime kent <laughs> They are, they are something. <laughs> they're, they are the, they are the one podcast that has me literally about to shit my pants yep. at work laughing so hard because 
You need, oh my gosh, I strongly recommend them to everybody. And, <laughs> and I mean, like, I need to listen. They're hilarious. Um, because of Angelina Lozano, the, um, the chick that I interviewed in the last episode, that I went and became a Patreon of theirs. I was like, man, I've, I've got to have all this content, man. Mm-hmm. They keep me going throughout the entire workday. And then I sent the guy, uh, his name is Kent Chungus. I honestly don't know if that's his real name. I sent him a message and let me actually pull up the messages real quick. Um, I got to get all dramatic <laughs> here because it was such a great, such a great little back and forth that we had. So I was like, dearest Kent, I didn't really say dearest Kent. I'm just making this dramatic. I just wanted you to know that Angelina Lozano strongly recommended your podcast to me a week or so ago, and I about shit my (laughs) pants at work listening to you and Op. Op, the reason why they call him Op is because um, he's a, they they have some other podcasts that I need to get into where they do like 911 calls or whatever. So he's like an operator. Anyways, y'all are fucking awesome. Also, y'all got mentioned in our first episode. (laughs) Spoiler alert, they're getting mentioned in this one too. Because even after all of the extensive research I've done, I still missed some things. (laughs) Thank you for being that bright and hilarious spot in the true crime world that I never even knew I needed. With love, Courtney. I didn't really really say with love, Courtney. I mean, it's Facebook. Oh, why not? I know I should have, but you know what? He he messaged me back. Are you ready? Yes. He messaged me an entire pa- paragraph. It's great. <gasps> this is one of the best messages I've gotten. Thank you so much, Courtney. Smiley face. Aww. So, yeah, huge paragraph. It's like he's my brother and uncle <laughs> at the same time. So, <laughs> Kent Chungus, you are also hashtag goals. So um, I don't really have anything else to really discuss. Um, th- I was going to talk to you about American Horror Stories, but you know, we can talk about that some other time. Um, did you watch- talk about the next episode? Yeah. Did you watch that though? Um, <laughs> Let's talk about I... it in the next episode. Yeah. I, I was a Let's little talk. disappointed. Okay. So we're going to talk about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the same. It's not the same. You better be glad we're recording two episodes in one night here, lady. We are. Hey, listeners, we are going to talk about. <laughs> we, You know what, listeners? I mean, you are in for a treat. We are going to give you some long episodes and, you know, then we're probably going to take like a week off so we can figure out what we're going to do next. So, yeah. Is that okay with you? <laughs> no, I, I would like to record tomorrow night as well. I think we should, you know what, let's record every single night for the rest of our lives. Every night. Every night, yes. Every single night. I'll record, I'll record this one while I'm recording my other one as well. Cool. And then we can also record in the mornings too. You'd be like this. We'll just, (laughs) kind of like whenever you're in that situation where you're you're getting your picture taken and then somebody comes in, they're taking a picture with their cell phone, but but instead it's with audio. (laughs) You guys can't see, but I'm just spinning around in my chair. Yeah, man, she's she's having some fun over there. Okay, so have you had any paranormal? Wait, what's up? So I was doodling in my podcasting notebook here. Right. I tried to draw a ghost. You did. And I think that my brain forgot what I was doing it in the middle of doing it. Did you draw a penis? No. Oh, oh gosh, no. <laughs> no, it, it did. It didn't begin to start to look like a sperm, but. <laughs> You see my ghost. That looks like. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> it looks like you are trying to <laughs> pressure some sperm into meeting an egg. 
I just don't understand. Does where that I'm not going. does that not look like an ovum to you? With <laughs> no, it only it did only have like one squiggly line down the middle at the beginning. So that's why I said it looked just like a sperm. Can I don't I, know what I was drawing. Can I name it? Yes. It's Cthulhu. Okay. And we will post it on our Instagram. We will post it on our Instagram. It's Cthulhu. He is now Nefarious Nightmares mascot. <laughs> so is that like the extent of the paranormal experiences that you've had? Yep. Okay. Well, I'll go into mine. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one from a friend though. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll edit Just it up. Throw me on the spot right now. Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes, ma'am. I will edit out whatever I gotta. I just figured we would just keep on talking here. Okay, cool. All right. So I said I wouldn't mention her name. So it is going to be anonymous. Okay. But I'm just going to read her story in her own words. Okay. And we'll be kind of done with it. But she said, my first paranormal experience was when I was about 13 years old. I was helping my Aunt Jo do inventory for her pizza shop on New Year's Eve late at night. She was in the kitchen counting things back there, and she had asked me to go in the back stock room to get chicken to bread for the next day. I went back, and out the corner of my eye, I saw this girl in a beautiful white dress. She kept saying, I'm okay. Tell them I'm okay. I ran out as fast as I could, and my aunt saw me, and she said that I was pale and asked what had happened. I told her there was a lady back there in a white dress and what she had kept saying. My Aunt Jo started crying and went to go get my grandmother and grandfather and made me tell them the story again. They told me to describe what the girl looked like and what the dress looked like. Then she got a picture of my Aunt Donna. I had never met her because she passed away when she was 18 years old due to a car crash. Oh, wow. Because of that, she was never really talked about because it was too painful for my family. When I saw the picture, I immediately recognized the girl and the dress she was wearing. It was definitely her. After talking to my Nana, apparently since my aunt died so suddenly, they had been asking God for a while for a sign that she was okay. And this was the way that she showed them that she was. Wow. That's I know. that's impressive and that's really sweet. Oh, it is. When she said that she saw a lady in a white dress, it just made me kind of like, oh my gosh, I could piggyback off of that. But you know, I kind of, I, 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 I'm just gonna let her have it. She can have that one. <laughs> we'll come back to yours another day. Yeah, we can do mine another day. Um, I do have something quick that I can mention that's happened to me recently in my house. So. Ooh. Tell me, tell me. Here's the thing. I attract negative drama people and ghosts. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. It's like I have a doormat and people want to unload this DoorDash order that I did not even order. And I'm just like, no soliciting because, yeah, I don't need your shit. But I, I don't know. It's weird. All my life I've had both of those things. <laughs> Dramatic people. And ghosts, but um, uh, what happened to me recently, um, I don't think my house is particularly haunted. I think that it's like a poltergeist. If you look, if you do like a quick research on poltergeist, they are known to kind of attach themselves to people who have um, a lot of emotional kind of issues. And that would be me. Um, we won't really go into all that. But anyways, I went to go check on my daughter because I always will check on her as per usual. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go and open her door and make sure she's breathing or whatever. So I went to check on her. The light was off, whatever, left it alone. Okay. Went to the kitchen for just a minute, come back 
the light is on. I'm like, okay, Anna must be awake. Nope, she was still laying there asleep all the way across the room. So I'm like, that's yeah. that's weird. Maybe it's fa- yeah. faulty electric or something, you know. Well, anyways, uh, a couple of days later, uh, my TV is off and Netflix just comes on. Just randomly, Netflix comes on. You know, you hear that like, bum or whatever. When Netflix- yeah. Yeah, it did that. And I'm just like, where the hell? It did that again, actually, yesterday. I'm like, what is going on here? A couple of days after the initial time that that had happened, I actually was doing the dishes or whatever. And I was actually in a particularly bad mood that day. I put the plates away into the cupboard. And then I turned around and I'm like doing the rest of the dishes. And then the door to the cupboard just kind of swung open and two plates decided to just fall onto the ground and I'm like you know maybe I need to take an antidepressant or something I don't know but you know if if you're trying to hurt me please don't because I really don't want to die so that was that (laughs) so I've had some spooky shit happen I'll go into those in another episode but um speaking of paranormal stuff we can talk about the Baker Hotel and Mineral Wells yay yeah (laughs) I've been wanting to do this <laughs> forever. Okay. <clears throat> so the Baker Hotel was conceived and then built in like the early 20s um, in a town called Mineral Wells, Texas. Mineral Wells, I'm going to go into a little bit of the history first because a lot of people are wondering, well, why Mineral Wells? And what is this Baker Hotel thing? Mm-hmm. Well, Mineral Wells is, according to several friends, known for two things. Methamphetamine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's known for Dublin Dr. Pepper. And um, I don't know if that's so much true now as it was back when I was like 16 or 17 when I've actually been to this place. But I do know that we went to the baker, not to the baker. There was like a, a little shop next to the baker that sold the little bottles of Dublin Dr. Pepper. And for those of you that are listening that don't understand what Dr. Pepper or Dublin Dr. Pepper is. (laughs) Dr. Pepper is the official drink of Texas and Dublin Dr. Pepper. I don't know if it's really the official drink of Texas, but we'll just go with it. (laughs) Dublin Dr. Pepper is um, real legit Dr. Pepper that's made with like actual sugar cane rather than like corn syrup. Um, And yeah, they they say that like uh, Chicken Express has Dublin Dr. Pepper, but I think that they just have a good Dr. Pepper setup or right carbonation or whatever. Real Dublin Dr. Pepper is real Dublin Dr. Pepper is bottled like in a glass bottle yeah. and it's very it's kind of rare to get um back then like we had to drive all the way from Dallas to Mineral Wells and that's I want to say a good 3 hour drive if I'm remembering correctly to get this fucking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it was known for that and then it's known Mineral Wells is also known for its healing waters. Now, when I first went to go visit the Baker Hotel um, we had a tour guide. Um, I went with my friend Mackie. She was my best friend at the time and her mom, Pascal, who was, you know, also, we were all really close. We're still pretty close. They live in Connecticut now, but I digress. They, their experiences and mine will be talked about. We all went on this like ghost tour throughout the Baker Hotel and, um, you know, he was giving us a little bit of the history and then basically said, you're not allowed to, s- to stay the night here because we all wanted to stay the night there. <laughs> and he was like, 
So if you stay the night here, then I don't know about it. A lot of people who stay the night here without anybody knowing about it will pretty much just avoid flashing their flashlights out the windows and making lots of noise. So I guess he's kind of unofficially giving us permission to stay the night here. So we did. And we'll get into that. So Mineral Wells is also known for its healing waters. There was three wells. The one well that like is the most well known is considered the crazy well. The reason why these waters are so important is because they have a pretty decent amount of lithium in their water. And the crazy well is known to be the crazy well because of the majority of the lithium in that well. We'll get into that also. I want to go ahead and just cite my sources ahead of time. Um, my sources come from personal experience as well as my two friends. Um, I did get a little bit of my information from Wikipedia. Um, I did look a little bit into that video you sent me. We also, or I also got it from thebakerhotelandspa.com. And also if you go to Texas, texasescapes.com slash Texas Panhandle Towns slash Mineral Wells, Texas slash Baker Hotel Ghosts. I got a lot of my information from there. Awesome. So as I was saying, um, the Baker Hotel was conceived during the early 20s. There was 1.2 million spent towards the construction. And in today's money, that's roughly 14 million five hundred fifty one thousand dollars. So it's like, I want to say 14 times the original amount. And wasn't it like he had gotten the idea from one in Arkansas? Yes. Was it the Arlington Hotel? Yes. Yes, it was. They It actually opened in 1929 and it was known as a resort destination. A lot of the celebrities were making that their destination as well as like well-to-do people, you know, high-end type people. Um, they also called it the Grand... Judy Garland. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I've got a full list. I'm not going to name everybody on the list, but there is a full list. I have a list too, so let me see if you have all mine. Okay, well, I, I noted the ones that I fully remember. They called this um, hotel the Grand Lady of Mineral Wells. Um, I didn't really get into why, but I'm guessing that it was like the biggest thing of Mineral Wells as it is today. It was built by Theodore Brasher Baker, and going forward, we will just call him T.B. Baker. And it was designed by what they were known as a, they knew as a prominent Texas architect. His name was Wyatt C. Hendrick. It continued to be owned by T.B. Baker, and he um, ended up passing this to his nephew, Earl Baker, in 1934. After... TB had declared bankruptcy. He had been suffering financial difficulties, things like that. The war had apparently brought some prosperity, so the baker was doing well in the 30s, really well. The baker had suffered a dip in the beginning of 1940, uh, presumably because modern medicine became like this big prevalent thing. Penicillin and other antibiotics were discovered. Fort Walters, for whatever reason in my notes, it autocorrected itself to Walters. It is not Walters. It's not Walter, it's Walter. W-O-L-T-E-R. Fort Walters military base opened in the late in late 1940 in October. It became the home of the largest infantry placement in World War II and Mineral Wells gained, po- gained a population of nearly 30,000, both permanent residents and temporary, and resulted in a lot of in and out throughout the Baker. Wow. The decline started in late in the late 40s after Fort Walters had permanently switched permanently shut down. The decline continued to be 
going on throughout the 50s through the 70s. Although it was a permanent shutdown, Fort Walters did temporarily reopen as a helicopter base in 1951. The Baker uh, hosted the Texas Republican Convention in 1952 and 1955. To be fair, the Texas Democratic Party was held in the Baker in 1954. Aside from these, the Baker still suffered a steady decline through 1970. Earl Baker had closed the hotel briefly in 1963 after making a promise that he would as soon as he passed his 70th birthday. It then reopened in 1965 after a local group of investors had leased the space and then it declined pretty abruptly after 1967 when Earl Baker passed away from a heart attack. He was found unconscious in the Baker suite of the hotel. Now remember that. Yep. It permanently closed in 1972. Several people have offered to rehab the building, but has since sat vacant and uninhabited, except for some intruders that play pranks. Me sometimes. Bugs. (laughs) (laughs) And? Probably some ghosts. Probably some ghosts. Yeah, I say... I do have a little bit of a fun fact about the build of it before we pass by. Go for it. So... This hotel had its first Olympic-sized hotel swimming pool in Texas. Mm-hmm. It also had air conditioning after the 1940s, was extremely unheard of. Right, very un- unknown. It had automatic light controls to turn the lights off when the guests left the rooms and locked their doors. I am telling you, that's high-end, like, high-end, <laughs> high-tech computer shit going on. Why did I not even know that existed back then? <laughs> Because you weren't born then. I still, I, I thought that was like a 1990s thing or maybe 70s. Not back then. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. There's there's pictures floating around of like people in the 1920s holding a cell phone. So, I mean. Eh, I that's, that's just time travelers though. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, yeah, you're right. Everything you see on the internet is true, Courtney. Come on. Absolutely everything, including that one quote from Abraham Lincoln talking about how... <laughs> I, know I don't even about. remember what it was, but you know which one I'm talking about. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, very well-known, very factual quote. Yes, we will get into that Olympic swimming pool. In fact, what's really funny is I have a picture. In fact, I have several pictures that will be posted on Instagram. Ooh. Um, yeah, that Mackie had, was kind enough to send me. Now, I want to kind of give a little bit of a warning on these pictures. Um, so she didn't have access to a scanner, and it's been like 800 years since I've actually had these pictures in my possession myself. But she was able to take a picture of them with her cell phone. So you're going to see like glares and stuff like that. But we'll be able, I'll be able to point out some of the orbs and other things that we do get in the pictures. So it's, it's pretty wild. Ooh. Anyways, it had permanently closed in 1972. There was bugs and ghosts and all that fun stuff that we love. There are plans for res- restoration as of 2019, and the guess I actually out. yeah I actually watched a video today of the progress of it so far. They're guessing that 2024 is going to reopen like completely. Um, then we'll do a podcast from there. Yeah, we could stay the night at the Baker and see if. The ghosts have um, been evicted. <laughs> when it reopens, let's do a podcast from the Baker Hotel. Yes, let's do it. And it can also maybe. be girls' night. Woo woo. Yes, and maybe they will sponsor our podcast. I'm kidding. They probably don't even know we exist. <laughs> According to NBCDFW.com, which is another source I was able to get some of my stuff. I'm going to quote this. 
14 guest suites will stay their historic size. The remaining guest rooms will, ex- will be expanded to accommodating for modern living. The restoration also includes the spa and the Olympic-sized swimming pool. Yay! Or- Yay. Originally expected to open in the fall of 2022, Rawlings, I don't know who that is. I didn't do too much into this one, but... He said that he is now planning for an opening in 2024. Like many hospitality projects, the pandemic has caused delays. Always blame the pandemic. Amanda and I are doing all of this through Zoom because of the pandemic, even though we both have been fully vaccinated and we could realistically do this in the same room. But I'm lazy and I don't feel like driving all the way to Dallas. Known for crazy water and haunting. It is severely haunted, but (laughs) she's laughing at me. But what people don't realize is that the haunting that takes place isn't necessarily just from the people that died there. It's also believed that many people who have died elsewhere will return to the Baker to haunt it because that was the one place they felt like life was great and that they had the most memorable experiences. The celebs that I know of who stayed there, it's a big list, but the most notable to me, the Three Stooges, Judy Garland, as you mentioned, Clark Gable, Lyndon B. Johnson and Lady Bird, Ronald Reagan and Helen Keller, and supposedly, Bonnie and Clyde stayed there too. That's that's speculated. Actually, were there way more than one time, like three or yeah. four different times? They were probably up in there bumping uglies and planning their next, you know, Eww. crime. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a nefarious nightmare for you. Um, <laughs> and Amanda still says "ew" when you say bumping this uglies. Bumping uglies. It was moist in there. <laughs> um, I'm not even really weirded out by that word, but it was the way you just said it. It was moist in there. You now, know a word. You got to put a thing at the beginning of this episode now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Moist. <laughs> you know what word really bugs me? Juicy. <laughs> I can't. Like, you can moist it all day long, but juicy? I can see that, too. I see I see where people, like, I don't, I'm not weird. I'm not really weirded out by any words. Yeah. A few words I just can't say. Right. Um, but the word, the word twat also gets to me too. I feel like twat. I've told people this before. I know you're just like, did you really yeah. just say twat? Yeah. That's, and I feel I like, I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't either. But you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the sound effect that it would make if you were to throw like a slab of beef up against the wall. <laughs> twat. <laughs> So I totally just why is it's, it so true? I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe we went from talking about the Baker Hotel to juicy moist twat steaks. <laughs> All right, back around to Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> so Bonnie and Clyde stayed there apparently. Um, a lot of people will compare the hallways of the Baker Hotel to the movie The Shining, where there are, you know, where you see the twin little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember those hallways. And um, whenever I stayed in that hotel, it was dark and real, like, ugh, like it was not at all renovated. It was like kind of rotting. But I see it. Like I'm like, you know, if I if I can imagine in my mind's eye what this Baker Hotel would have looked like back in the day when it was like booming. Yeah. And I can imagine everybody's like asleep. And then there's these two little twin creepy little girls in that hallway. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? There was a couple of times now that I remember it where we would go down those hallways and we would be like, oh, we need to turn right back around because I don't, I'm not wanted here. <laughs> I so, don't want to be here. That shit was that shit was wild. 
Okay, another fun fact about the the Baker Hotel. So it was like known as a spa destination type thing. You know, people were known to bathe and drink the water so they would feel better. But they also had something called rose mirrors. Do you know what rose mirrors are? Like the pink mirrors? I don't know. Yeah, so you know how like whenever you have a mirror, it's like regular, like when they paint underneath it, they paint like the silver so you can... They did that, but it's like a rose tinted, you know, paint, like a silver rose tinted paint. pretty. They... Yeah, they did that so that way, even if you looked like pale or like unhealthy, if you looked in the mirror, it kind of tricked your mind's eye into thinking you looked rosy. Oh, smart. Yeah, they they were ahead of their time. So let's see. Something's in the water. I'm looking at original pictures of it, like what it actually looked like back in its day. So yeah, but basically the Baker Hotel was known, you know, because it was like in like central area of like mineral wells is known for the crazy water. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why the crazy water, the crazy well came about was there was a story told about an elderly lady who drank water from the crazy well twice a day and overcame her mental illness. Most of the water in mineral wells contain a significant amount of lithium, which is used in the treatment of various mental and mood disorders. In the early 1900s, stories of mineral wells healing waters brought visitors from around the world and shortly after bathhouses, drinking pavilions, spas began to open so this came directly from one of those websites that i was saying yeah um now one other thing i wanted to go ahead and mention we we could go into like the crazy water all day long we don't really have to i I feel like our listeners get the points like yeah it's this amazing magical gold water blah 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 (laughs) one thing i want to mention is it's also been speculated and believed that this lithium water had also caused a lot of crazy incidents to occur like there was one story of a lady jumping to her death into or near the Olympic-sized pool. Oh, I know. Lady, about- yeah, that lady has been known to haunt the hotel. Funny fact about that lady, people mix her up with um, a lady named Virginia Brown. From what I gathered, it is not the same lady. Um, we'll go a little bit more into Virginia Brown in a little bit, but basically Virginia Brown was supposed to have killed herself because she was involved in an affair with one of the bakers. I, don't, I think it was the original Mr. Baker. It was. A lot of sources are trying to say that that never actually happened. I can't necessarily confirm or deny if that's true or not, but I will tell you that my experience sleeping in her room tells me that she actually was there and killed herself. You oh, I'll get in. Her room? I sure did. Ugh. Um no. Before I I, before yeah, before I get into all that, um, one other thing I want to mention, and this is also going to be posted up on the fa- on the Instagram. There was a fertility plaque. Um, I don't know exactly what they officially called it, but I remember it being a fertility plaque or statue or whatever. It hung in the presidential suite. That was where it was believed that Mr. Baker would have his affairs and romps and whatever. But the symbol was used to help encourage fertility. What it looks like is an egg with a couple of snakes around it. So um, some would know it, note it to like ward off evil or protect from evil. Others would know it to like help encourage fertility. Um, but yeah, again, the presidential suite, some would call it the penthouse suite, obviously, because it was used to have the big sex. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the presidential suite was also where Mr. Baker supposedly has affairs, but you know, it was clearly deemed for those, those deemed important. Yes. Um, so here's the death's that the notable ones at the baker um again several stories will contradict all of this a lot of this is speculated 
In the Brazos room, another incident occurred during a tour of the hotel by a group of World War II veterans and their spouses. The group had entered the Brazos room and on the first floor, which was the main dining room and dance area, a couple suddenly stopped. The woman looked at her husband and asked, do you hear that? He replied, why, I certainly do. About that time, several other people in the group began to hear sounds of dishes and silverware clanking, as well as people talking with orchestra music in the background. Most of the people there reported this event. It's never happened before nor since, according to the source, but the witnesses were the, uh, were sure they were experiencing the ghostly echoes of a long time past. I remember being told about that on the tour I was on, mm-hmm. and we were s- straight up trying to listen for this. We didn't hear anything. Mainly we heard it or we didn't hear it, but we were trying to listen to it in the ballroom. Um, I don't remember what floor that was. Oh my God. The one thing, and I hate to be like wishy-washy with this whole story, but the one thing I remember about the Baker hotels, there was no working elevators, which we'll get into the elevator in a minute. That one's a big one. Um, Yeah. But there's no working elevators. So we had to walk like 13, 14 flights of stairs to get to this entire tour and I was and still am out of shape and (laughs) it was just not fun. Before I get into the others, there was um, certain experience that others had had. Like there was mannequin head pranks that were played in this hotel. This was well after it had closed. People had known that this place was like haunted. So there would be people that would sneak in and take these mannequin heads and paint them up (laughs) to look crazy. And then just like, Put them in random places so that way you would turn around and be like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, Um, there is another death that was known at the Baker. Um, I had this written down. I can't find it, but I do know about it. And I think it's going to get mentioned. Um, But there was a little boy who um, got basically sliced in half in the elevator shaft. Didn't he work there? Yeah. He was just, I think he was like maybe 15 or 16. But yeah, yeah, it was really sad. And then, um, and we took a picture of that. And then also, of course, you know, the Virginia Brown. So apparently she had had an affair with Mr. Baker. She had fallen in love with Mr. Baker. And some people say that she fell to her death trying to commit suicide, while others say that she hung herself. Hmm. Um, I'm going to speak word for word from my friend Mackie's experience. She said, I was sitting on an old bed in one of the guest rooms listening to the tour guide talk. A few of my friends were sitting behind me. She's probably talking about all of us. I I actually kind of vaguely remember this happening. I felt someone start rubbing my shoulder like a massage. I turned around and told my friends to stop. They said it wasn't them. I kept feeling the massage on my shoulder and kept telling my friends to stop. They kept denying it. Finally, the massage got stronger. And as I turned around to tell my friends to stop, I could still feel the massage. And I could clearly see that neither my friends nor anyone else was touching me. So I stood up and I said that I needed to leave the room. So that was Mackie. Pascal had said, I was on a paranormal investigation at the Baker Hotel with yours truly, (laughs) my (laughs) daughter, which was Mackie, and and several other people. This took place before the limiting crackdown on those tours. The couple giving the tour really gave us an incredibly complete tour from the basement to the top of the hotel. Then they cut us loose which they did, to wander on our own for the rest of the night. I wanted to go back to a ballroom that had a lit oval in the ceiling. From the grand entry, I opened the door to the ballroom and felt such an overpowering sense of menace. 
that I was just frozen. I took, it took all of my guts to turn and run at top terror speed. It was exhilarating. And then me, um, after the tour, the couple who gave the tour was like, I mean, you're not allowed to stay the night here, but I mean, when people snuck in to stay the night here, they just kind of kept their heads down, didn't shine their flashlights out of the window. So, I mean, you can't stay the night here and we can't know that you do if you do. So we did. And I decided to stay the night in the room that Virginia apparently hung herself. There's a lot of conflicting stories regarding all of the deaths, but this one in particular. Some say she jumped to her death. Others say she hung herself, which is what I'm sticking with because the vortex in the closet tells me that. You'll see it. Yeah, there's a vortex in that closet. Like you'll see a couple of different pictures that we took in there because I've I felt weird and we took a picture and one shows a, a vortex like going kind of straight across. There was another picture I remember and I don't know where it is, but there's a vortex going straight down like vertical. So, yeah, it was like almost like it looked like a lightning bolt. It was really weird. Oh, man. Yeah, I wish we could find it. If we ever find it, it's getting posted. I But yeah, I'm sticking with the, the hanging theory. Um, if my shit ends up debunked. That's fine. I'm not afraid to make an ass out of myself, as is apparent. And I'll, I'll address it in a later episode. Um, some say that Virginia Brown didn't actually exist and that no suicide had occurred. Ooh. So see, lots of conflicting things, but... Scandal. I'm leaning towards, no, she existed because where the hell did Virginia Brown come from anyway? Where did that name come from? And so I'm laying down in this room alone, listening to Mirror Mirror by Twisted. Um, except for the last song, it was kind of not appropriate because they referred to a vagina as a pink cookie and I laughed every time I heard that song. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> pink cookie and i'm just like this is not a witchy type of song yeah it's like you know you're trying to like listen to music and get like creeped out and then all of a sudden it's this guy thanks for the pussy baby and you're just like you know this is this ain't it um and then after that i listened to the entire downward spiral album by nine inch nails because those albums were the spookiest shit i could get my hands on and think to bring with me um, I remember laying there listening to my music on that floor, which was probably infested with bugs, but I didn't give a shit. Laying there and there were times where I felt really cold and then didn't feel cold anymore. Mackie had told me that there's a picture flying around somewhere where they came in, took a picture of me, and I had a ton of fog around me. But she said that she couldn't find it and I was like, okay. So there was that one in the vortex picture I was referring to. Um, but anyways, yeah. I remember listening to my music and suddenly I started hearing what sounded like a man and a woman arguing. That could have easily been someone someone else that was with us um, on the tour, but I can't confirm that. But we were all told to be very quiet if we were going to break the rules. Um, so I'm going to go with maybe it was the ghosts. <laughs> There's a funny story about how you can hear certain things going on while you have your headphones on. This shit was crazy. This has, it, it relates to the Baker Hotel, but this didn't actually happen at the Baker. This actually happened, um to Pascal who got mentioned earlier um, at like a graveyard and they were leaving the graveyard and oh my God, I, I still just get crazy chills remembering this. They were leaving the graveyard and um, you hear like the traffic coming up and you don't hear anything with the headphones straight on your ears. But when you take the headphone off, like I'm showing you like right now, you take yeah. the headphone off and you can still hear the noise, but it's, you know, you hear the traffic start to build up, and then you hear this old lady go, glad you could come. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, 
but but Mackie and I both listened to that shit. We looked at each other, and I had tears in my eyes. I was like terrified. I was like, "This is crazy, girl." We've been through some shit though, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, where was I? Sounds like it. Yeah. Oh man, you just wait. I have tons of stuff to tell you about. Um, so yeah, I've actually heard this firsthand. Um, whenever you go, if you ever decide to go like ghost hunting or like paranormal investigating or whatever, bring audio with you. Don't just bring your video. Don't just bring like a a photo, like a camera, bring like a tape recorder if you can, because you will pick up some shit. And if you don't hear it directly, listen to it in different ways, like experiment with it. You will hear something. It's so weird. I think it's just because like they if you look at it from like a scientific perspective maybe ghosts if you believe in that kind of thing have this certain way of being able to access humans and their brain and their emotions and whatnot through a different kind of realm and it's just this weird conspiracy i don't know in my opinion i feel like spiritual things that happen regarding audio are very or a very weird paradox that can't be explained. What I thought I'd heard was arguing between a man and a woman. Then I heard some yelling, which could have been Mackie and Mikey. He was another friend with us. Uh, messing around in another room. Um, I don't know, but they were the ones that would follow the rules a bit more than me. And then that would kind of be intermittent, but I wouldn't hear it often. It was just like sometimes throughout the music I was listening to. It wasn't even part of the music. I remember it would be just like the same thing in different parts of the albums. Like mm -hmm. you hear them arguing and then it stops and you're just still listening to the music. So you're listening to one song, you hear this arguing and then a different song, same arguing. It was just, it was weird. Um, I also remember feeling a kind of weird menace. It wasn't necessarily trying to get me out of the room, but more like the presence was there and it wasn't very happy. I didn't know how to put my finger on it, but if I were to think back, maybe it was the sadness. I don't know. It wasn't like, Oh, get out of my room. It was just like a That's that's like what I've kind of heard about the Baker Hotel is that a lot of people don't have bad experiences. Right. It's just but they do, do like feel the presence. It's like the presence. It's not like the presence is like get the hell out. Bleh. Yeah. It's more like the presence They're like lonely and sad and Well, the present the menace that I remember feeling is like oh god these people again <laughs> you know like <laughs> annoyed <laughs> like oh, i guess you're gonna i guess you're gonna hang out aren't you yeah just don't don't drink that keystone in there that's mine <laughs> but yeah Did you not sleep there please that's my bed and then there's no bed there and they're like well it's my ghost no it's my ghost bed so you know you can sleep on the floor but not that floor because that's where my bed is okay <laughs> but yeah you can't see it so my personal belief is that um you know whenever you see the vertical vortex um going down the closet is that where that is where virginia or possibly even another mistress if it wasn't virginia it's just somebody had hung themselves because they were so heartbroken over mr baker whoever it was was fucking they were heartbroken obviously Poor girl yeah um i don't care what these sources say, they're saying that nobody was heartbroken. Nothing happened. Call them bullshit on that because, I mean, I unless I'm completely crazy, which I am, what I felt there was, it was pretty intense. It wasn't like, again, it wasn't trying to drive me out. It was just pretty intense. But, okay. but yeah, so that's kind of um, a little bit of a, a history on the Baker Hotel and my experience and whatnot. Did you have anything to add to that one? 
No, I think you've actually, I mean, I got a couple other things, but Go you're for not it. done yet. So no, I'm, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> no, I was going to say, did you, I don't think you mentioned like the little boy who came there with leukemia. No, I didn't. And tried, tried to be healed. Yeah. With the crazy water. And you know, when I was looking at my notes, something got deleted because I was, I also, I had one thing in my notes and then there was something that wasn't there regarding the guy, the kid that um, had gotten sliced in half and that one's not there anymore. And, um, but I'll let you go ahead and talk about the, the little, the little boy with leukemia. I don't know that much about it. I only know what that video said today. Yeah, Go ahead and mention what, you know, we'll add that in. Okay. And, and also the people who's from the bank who say the windows will open and close. I had that on there too. There was like an anonymous psychic that was talking about how they would see it. Um, she didn't want her name mentioned, so I don't, I still don't know who it is, but yeah, I, re- I remember that one too. Just, you know, those were just, those are the only thing other than that. You covered everything I have. Let me see if I can pull it up on my, I don't know why it didn't show up. That was weird. Okay. I've got a couple right here. Okay. Okay. There was also the story about the woman on the seventh floor. Um, the stories of ghosts and hauntings began in the Baker long before it ever closed. A porter who worked there during the 1950s and 60s was the first known to witness the ghost of the woman on the seventh floor. She was possibly the mistress of the hotel manager. Distraught. So we're talking about Virginia Brown again. Distraught from the affair, she yeah. jumped to her death from the top of the building. I still go with she hung herself. I'm sorry. The year of the incident has not been verified, but the room she stayed in apparently quite comfortably was a suite in the southeast corner of the seventh floor. Many reports smelling her perfume. I do remember smelling a faint perfume smell. It was kind of like a musky smell, but I that could that can easily be explained away. It was probably somebody I was on the tour with. I think they said like lavender. She wore like lavender. Yeah. I what I smelled wasn't like a lavender. It was more like a musk. Like mm. kind of reminded Yuck. I, no, I like white musk. Though I don't like regular, I don't like, I don't like, musk. I don't like, like rose smelling. Eh, I hate to smell yeah, rose. me too. Oh, oh, I don't, I just, I can't. It's way too much. I do love lavender, though. The smell of lavender is like my favorite. I make some really good lavender and lemon uh, cupcakes. Okay, so I am going to um, pause this real quick. Not the episode because I want everybody to hear this and I'm going to put it on record that um, Ben and your boys will be okay. You're going to have to move in with us <laughs> because you put some fuck on your page and you're also baking all this shit with all your like Reese's peanut butter, banana bread. <sighs> you know what? That wasn't actually very good. And that was because I have my banana bread recipe that is amazing. Yeah. And then I tried to use this other person's banana bread recipe with the Reese's in it and it was not very good so next time I think I have to use my recipe for um banana bread and then add the Rice Krispies I think I'm gonna have to make my own recipe did you say you're gonna add Rice Krispies <laughs> oh no not Rice Krispies Reese's but dude do you realize how how good that sounds I know it did sound very good but it wasn't very good no 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 no, really no, no, no no I gotta retry it banana bread oh Rice Krispies no treat? no 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 banana bread right with yeah. Reese's and Rice Krispies. Ooh, both? Yeah. Think of it as like a banana bread with like a Kit Kat feel, but of Reese's taste. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm feeling you. It's obvious I have not eaten today, but 
Here's the thing, though. Um, I eat good today. Ben <laughs> and kids of Amanda, I'm sorry, but she's coming to move in with us. Y'all will be <laughs> fine. Y'all will be fine. I, Am I going to be a personal cook? Personal cook and personal friend. And no okay. kidding. I'm not <laughs> creepy. I promise. I am creepy. Um, so yeah, the, the, the perfume thing. Speaking of Reese's Rice crispy banana bread. Um, <laughs> recently, a woman who worked as a maid in the hotel reported that on several occasions, she found glasses in the room with red lipstick stains on the rims. I barely remember hearing about that. And I always wondered why was there, why was there red lipstick stains on the, the only thing I think of though, is like those, you'll see those prank um, segues in some like comedy sitcoms or whatever, where they put like the black ink on like binoculars. So I'm like, oh yeah. That's the only thing I'm like, that's the only reason why I can think that they would have red lipstick on rimmed glasses. So I don't know. Maybe I am challenging that one because that's a little weird. Um, what else? This took place at times when no one was staying in the room. Jane Catret, who is assisted by Ronnie Walker, now manages the building. They manage tours of the building on weekends when the time allows and is quite knowledgeable on the history of the hotel as well as the reports of the few sightings of disembodied guests. Um, Ronnie reported one night that he was near the main lobby on the first floor when he heard the distinct sound of a woman in high heels walking across the lobby. Um, again, a lot of this is um, cited from one of those websites that I mentioned earlier. Um, thinking the footsteps to be those of Jane Catrette, he yelled out her name. However, the footsteps faded away, and upon further inspection, Ronnie found himself all alone. Later, he discovered that Jane had not been in the building that day. On another occasion, Ronnie reported being on the seventh floor, um, resetting an electrical breaker to the Christmas lights, which continuously tripped every night during display. As he was inspecting the fuse box, attempting to locate the breaker switch, he heard the footsteps of, of an unseen person walking up to his left quietly as if not to bother him. He was a bit startled and he turned to look and saw no one. Ronnie spoke to the possible ghost and assumed, uh, assured them he meant no harm. After that, the light, the night, after that night, the lights never tripped off again. Um, mm. We talked about the Brazos room, the fresh air ghosts. A young woman who worked at a local drive through bank in the early 1990s, this is the one you were referring to, um, reported yeah. that she and other tellers had their workstations facing the huge hotel. During slow times, they noticed the hotel windows open on various floors. Honestly, that could have been somebody who snuck in the hotel. <laughs> that really could have. I know. That's what I was kind of thinking, um, too. Like, how do they know? Later, they would notice these windows closed and others would be open. After a while, they began to take note and count which were open and closed. The pattern had changed. One of the girls had told others, it must be the man who lives in the building and takes care of it. After that, the interest ceased and they stopped noticing. The strange thing is, no one has ever stayed in the baker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> At any time since its closure in the 1970s, except for me and other people. Um, there never was a caretaker. Suggest so who was opening and closing those windows. Probably me. I don't. Probably me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I was hot. <laughs> I know I look transparent, but I promise I am not a ghost. <laughs> yes. 
The anonymous psychic, nostalgic ghost, and a shaggy dog. Um, this was another one sourced um, from one of those sites that I was talking about. Um, in the spring of 2000, I spoke, not me, I don't know who I is, but um, just speaking word for word here, spoke with a local Mineral Wells woman who claimed to be a psychic. She, w- she has wished to remain anonymous for fear of ridicule in such a small town, and I, for one, cer- certainly understand. Gotta love Texas and being judgmental, right? Like, you don't want everybody to know that you might be psychic or something because then you're of the devil. You're a deviled egg. She told me ever since she was a young girl, she's had the ability to see spirits. She said that she has been in the baker many times and had even managed a shop in the outside first floor back in the early 1980s. She said the stories are true. The baker is very haunted, but not like we think. Most ghosts didn't necessarily die at the baker, but returned after death because the hotel represented a wonderful time in their lives. She went on to say that most of the spirits in the hotel do not want to be seen or heard with the exception of a small child. A little boy, about six to eight years old, was the only one to communicate with her. He told her he died in the hotel apartment in 1933 when his parents were seeking medicinal treatment for his leukemia. She reported a large shaggy dog always accompanied with the child. Um, He also bounced the ball to get her attention and, quote, he was watched by an unknown older woman who was always near him. Oh, God, that makes me so sad. Yeah, and I've actually heard that in multiple sources, that one story of the little boy. I'm just imagining that being me and Anna for some reason. I know that's, like, my my, the way my brain works. It's so weird. Like, sometimes, like, when I hear stories of, like, child death and or family death like i just not fantasize so much i just imagine it being anna and i like in the afterlife and it just it's really weird it's bittersweet kind of do you do that yeah Yeah. no you don't do that (laughs) i can assure everybody i can i i can assure anybody listening that my daughter is very safe i'm not gonna ever hurt her (laughs) I am not going to hurt myself. I'm just saying that it's a little bit weird how the mind works whenever you become a mom. Um, Yeah, it's very true. The psychic went on to tell that the spirits don't necessarily look the age they were when they died. Some of the employees of the building, one one she said, for reasons she doesn't understand, was a helicopter pilot who attended basic flight training in Fort Walters in the 1960s. He was killed in a helicopter crash while at Fort Rucker, Alabama. He had returned to the baker with his body in some traumatic straight st- state, excuse me, that resulted from the tr- from the crash. Okay, so there was a whole nother thing that was lost in my original notes that I've got right here. Um, Mackie had also told me that what the tour guide had told her, um, and I barely remember him saying this, but I'm going to quote this. Um, when the hotel shut down, The town would put inmates from surrounding prisons to work there to maintain the building. Some of them reported seeing mops hop down staircases by themselves. That's giving me some Fantasia vibes. You know what I'm talking about? I was thinking Cinderella, but okay. (laughs) If you you watch Fantasia, there's the one um, part where like Mickey Mouse is like, I guess, a wizard or something. Uh And he makes brooms and the mops. That's what I'm thinking when I hear that. (laughs) 
Um, one man, one inmate was a black man working in Mr. Baker's suite long after Mr. Baker had died and the hotel was closed down. The inmate reported seeing a white man in a candy striped suit. Ooh, that's probably Mr. Peppermint. <laughs> Standing in the suite, smoking a cigar, and the man said to the inmate, Boy, get the hell out of my room. The inmate was so scared, he ran straight out of the hotel and shit his pants. Other people in the hotel tours reported having their hair pulled and hearing footsteps run super fast towards them, but no one is there. One of the tour guides said that all the lights started turning on at a floor level where there was no power and no possible way for electricity to come on. Oh, fucking crazy. So basically, that's kind of a real unorganized, but fuck it, that's okay. Unorganized like explanation of stories of what has happened at the Baker Hotel and Mineral Wells. Um, for whatever reason, I don't see a whole lot of coverage on the Baker Hotel um, and I thought that it was a very important thing to cover because that's a, that's a piece of Texas history, yes. I think. And, and we're Texas and girls. And, and when I mention it to other people in like different states, like friends of mine and whatnot, they're like, I've never heard of the Baker Hotel. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. You've, you've had to have heard. It. Yeah. You had to have heard it. Like there's so much rich history behind it and it's fucking crazy because it's only happened in like the 20th century now the 21st you know right yeah am i in the 21st or 22nd i don't even know anymore 20, i don't know how old am i, I century are we in. 21st century i think we're the thing is the 21st century still yeah i don't even know but yeah so that's the baker hotel in the mineral yeah, well in 21st. mineral wells texas oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting here trying to end this Oh yeah, we're in the twenty first. Yeah, so that's the twenty first century. No, um, that's the Baker <laughs> Hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, the next episode, we are going to cover the unfortunate case of Sharon Matthews. Um, that one is going to be the one that Amanda covers. And with that, before we get all sad because this is going to be really sad. I want to tell you guys that I do have some good news. What's your good news? We we briefly talked about this and we'll end on this. Um, so you know how we've been trying to come up with like a fun, crazy little end tagline saying that most true crime podcasts have like, you know, I was sitting there like, should we do keep it weird? No. Should we do um, stay sexy and don't get murdered? No. <laughs> Because I think some podcasts have already taken those. There's another one. I think it's True Crime Kent. I, I have this feeling that he's going to get mentioned every episode because I love him. <laughs> he's like, hugs. And the other one's like, what? And I'm like, nah. So I've decided that we are going to start giving everybody advice that should be well known. <laughs> and it's basically to not be a fucking dick. And always wear deodorant. So with that, don't be a dick. And wear deodorant. Please, for the love of God, wear Please. deodorant. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to A Nefarious Nightmare. Music used in this podcast was created by Ghost Stories Incorporated. You can find their music on bandcamp.com. We do have social media. You can follow us at our Facebook page, 
at a nefarious nightmare, or you can follow our Instagram, nefarious nightmare pod. If you have any stories of paranormal instances that have happened to you or ideas for true crime, please email us at a nefarious nightmare at gmail.com. Thank you very much and take care.